0: I'm Shane Twist and welcome to Behind the Beef, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of people behind the beef. Believe it or not, the first quarter of the year is done and dusted. Today's episode is covering off the top news stories and developments from Angus Australia during the first few months of the year. March Angus Australia launched Angus Verified. The program focused on the Angus commercial animal records the use of registered Angus sires, declares breeders and animals are pure bred Angus and validates that the RFIDs of your sires are on your pick at the time of joining to authenticate your pure bred Angus breeding program. Angus Verified rewards the hard work of Angus producers for their quality Angus cattle by displaying the Angus Verified endorsement in the marketplace. We caught up with Angus Australia Commercial Supply Chain Manager Liz Pearson for a rundown on Angus Verified. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast, Liz. We obviously just announced the exciting news that we've launched Angus Verified. Can you let our listeners
1: know what is Angus Verified? So Angus Australia is really proud to be collaborating with agtech company AgLive to bring Angus Verified to our members. Uh, Angus Verified, it records the use of your registered Angus size declares your female breeders and animals are purebred Angus, and then validates that the RFIDs of your sires are on your pick at the time of joining. So this authenticates your purebred Angus breeding program. It's been really exciting since launching the program only two weeks ago. We've had really strong interest and engagement from individuals and companies alike across the beef supply chain with over 5,000 views of our launch videos New members are already involved in the program and close to 3,000 animals are enrolled in Angus Verified at this point.
0: So what are the benefits of Angus
1: Verified for the commercial Angus producer? Angus Verified provides added integrity, credibility to your producer's business and their reputation by delivering confidence and strengthening trust between the breeder and the buyer. The producer can leverage a competitive advantage in the market to assist in securing better premiums for their Angus verified cattle and being rewarded for using those registered Angus sires that you're paying a bit more money for. All RFIDs of Angus verified cattle are recorded in the Angus Australia database and can easily be looked up by a buyer to validate their purchased animal status as Angus verified. Commercial Angus producers can also identify their Angus Verified cattle with an exclusive Angus Verified tag. So these are all flex tags and an order form can be requested from Angus Australia once your cattle are verified. You then take this form to your preferred rural reseller and order your tags.
0: How can producers get involved in Angus Verified?
1: It's very easy to join the Angus Verified program so contact Angus Australia or go to our website and become an Angus Australia member and then request to join the Angus Verified program. Once this is processed, go to your Apple Store or Google Play Store, download the AgLive app, and then set up your account in the app. Once you've completed your account setup, you can enter your animal's data via the app or do bulk uploads in the AgLive web portal online. It is important to note that you must first set up your account in the app to have access to log into the Aglive web portal. This increased level of security, which is similar to that required to log into say your Australian tax office account, is important in securely maintaining your information and data and keeping it private through the use of blockchain technology angus australia and ag live can't even see your private information so
0: lastly where can our listeners find a little bit more about angus verified
1: so to find out more about angus verified you can check out the angus australia website at www.angusaustralia.com.au forward slash angus dash verified forward slash we have all the details you need including how to join forms Uh, what information that you need to know to record your bulls and for your animals, what it costs. We've got a great online help centre with easy how-to videos and written instructions for all the functions in the program, links to the AgLive app in the Google Play and Apple Store, as well as the AgLive web portal, and then where to go to look up animal RFIDs to check out if they are Angus Verified. Also, of course, you can contact the Angus Australia office directly on 02 6773 4600 and speak to Scott Wright, Adam Allingham, or myself for any questions and assistance. Just want to say thanks for having me on today, Shane, and I'm looking forward to working closely with commercial Angus producers through the Angus Verified program and assisting them in improving their profitability and reputation in the marketplace.
0: Thanks, Liz. saw the introduction of considerable changes to the Structural Soundness EBVs that are published in the Trans-Tasman Angus Cattle Evaluation, implemented from the mid-December TASE analysis. The five Structural Soundness EBVs previously published will be replaced by two new EBVs being Foot Angle and Claw Set. A feature of the new Foot Angle and Claw Set EBVs is that the analysis is now conducted jointly with the American and Canadian Angus Associations. EBVs for rear leg hind view and rear leg side view will still be calculated and made available upon request, however they will not be routinely published. In a move to increase the number of animals being structurally scored, particularly yearling and mature females, breeder collected scores will now be accepted for the inclusion in the calculation of structural soundness EBVs, alongside scores collected by independent accredited assessors. It is suggested that independent accredited assessors be used for the collection of scores on sale animals or in situations where the breeder is not confident with scoring their animals. Research has shown that breeder collected scores have similar heritability to scores collected by an independent accredited assessor. And so all scores are given the same weighting in the calculation of EBVs. That said, details as to whether scores have been collected by the breeder Or an independent accredited assessor are recorded so the usefulness of breeder collected scores can be monitored and changes made in the manner in which the scores are analyzed if it is warranted to validate the new ebvs the 1650 size with five or more progeny scores were ranked on their new ebv and drafted into four quartiles the average progeny score of size for each quartile along with the percentage of progeny with a score of five or six were then used to assess whether the EBVs being calculated were reflective of the differences observed in progeny scores. The modifications that have been made in the manner in which structural soundness EBVs are calculated has resulted in considerable changes to the EBVs that are published for animals, and in particular to the ranking of animals for foot angle and claw set. Similar re-ranking of animals is observed between the previous front foot angle EBVs and the new foot angle EBVs. Keep an eye out for an upcoming podcast episode where we will be breaking down members' frequently asked questions about structural soundness scoring. And if you have any more questions or inquiries, please contact Angus Australia. The mid-December taste analysis saw the implementation of a number of enhancements to taste that continued into the new year. These changes are part of the ongoing maintenance and improvement of the genetic evaluation and have resulted in the calculation of EBVs that better predict the genetic merit of Australian Angus animals. The key changes were improvements to the handling of genomic information, which saw improvements implemented to the manner in which genomic information is incorporated in the calculation of EBVs. Additional changes were the aforementioned updates to the structural soundness EBVs and the improvements to the calculation of research breeding values, which saw considerable improvements implemented to the research breeding values that are calculated for mature cow body condition and mature cow height. We are also joined by Strategic Projects Manager Christian Duff, who dropped into the podcast to give an update on the latest information coming out of the Angus I Benchmarking Program. Thanks for joining us, Christian.
2: Thanks, Shane. Um, it's good to be involved in this quarterly wrap for Angus Australia. One of the big outcomes from the Strategic Projects area is uh, finalising the data collection and data analysis for co 8 of our Angus I Benchmarking Program, a large R&D program about uh, reference population for hard-to-measure traits. Um, it was a really big cohort. Uh, this cohort we included thirty-five size and produced around thirteen hundred progeny. So collected lots of data on all those progeny. Importantly, they're all genotyped early in life, between birth and primarily at weaning. Uh, but we collected lots all the standard traits along the way, from calving ease traits to growth traits, to, to ultrasound skin carcass traits in the live animals, uh, structure traits, coat scores, things like that fertility in the daughters. But most importantly, and, and, and very importantly, we've collected that, those abattoir carcass traits for the consumer as well. I and mean, that included nearly close to 700 steers in this case, um, around 660 to, to be precise. And all those had feed in efficiency and feed intake data collected as well. Um, what was pretty unique to this cohort though is it was part of our um, collaborative project when you see DPI in the collecting the retail beef yield data. So uh, these animals had direct yield data, there was about, uh, not all of those, it was about nearly 300 of those had, had retail beef yield data, because it is a true hard to measure trait, you've got to, from one side of the carcass, bone it out and measure all the primals versus the fat in the bone and uh, get a, a real measurement of, of retail beef yield through that process. So. It was a really good project we did with New South Wales DPI. And this is the final year we've done it at this stage. So we've collected over 1,000 retail beef field phenotypes on modern Angus animals, which is a pretty unique data set to have. And that, importantly, all this information, the relevant stuff, has then gone into our genetic evaluation, our taste evaluation, to update our breeding values across the range of traits, which is important to allow the most accurate selection going forward in relation to Angus animals. Uh, another uh, unique data we've been collecting on this cohort, including some of the, the other recent, earlier cohorts, is their immune-competence data at, at Weaning. So we really are building a nice data set and that's a collaborative project with CSIRO. So these are all these progeny have had their immune-competence data collected, which is a measure of their uh, how they react to a, a, a disease um, impact, I guess you would say, and how they respond to that. Still early days in that research, we need to further work out how that relates to health in feedlots and on-farm, um, but we have some early data, and there's actually just been a, publish, a paper published by CSIRO showing the outcomes of that in some early data, and it looks looking very promising, but there's still a bit more work to do in this space, but we're committed to keep recording that hard to measure phenotype in our reference. I mean, we now have over 3,000 animals who've got immune-competence phenotypes um, and genotypes associated, so it's a really unique data set I think is going to stand... Cattle production using Angus Genetics in good stead for the future, being able to take into account breeding for uh, resilience and, and and immune competence as such. So that's uh, sort of a summary of the, the data that was collected and, and what's happened to it. In relation to the sire listings, look, I won't go through and tell you which size are the best for what. Um, you can do that yourselves because you, you just need to jump onto the Angus Tech web search facility and you can go and search all the, uh, the the ASBP listings yourself. and There's definitely some sand outs for certain traits like marbling, carcass weight, growth, all, across all the traits. There's no one bull's best for everything. Um, it's definitely a mixed bag, but I'll let those, those people that are, in, are further interested to do the searching and sorting themselves, depending on what's in your breeding objective, because everyone's a little bit different, I guess you would say. And that leads me into um, where to next with the side benchmarking. We've obviously got a few active cohorts underway, cohort nine, Currently just started the, the kills for that, that cohort two weeks ago and we've got a few more kills to do for the steers and we'll obviously collect the heifer carving data this spring. Cohort 10, we're just finishing off winning calves at the moment. Cohort 11, we're planning for the carving of those this coming spring. And then we're now currently planning for cohort 12 joining uh, which will happen in this spring as well. And we have now got a call out for sign nominations. So anyone interested to put a bull into this program, we encourage you to definitely put your put your bulls forward as early as possible. So we've got those in the list. Doesn't commit you anything, but allows us to then see what's come forward and allows us to work things out from there. So if you've got any questions, you obviously can get in touch with myself at Angus Australia just to talk through that, or just do your nominations online. You would have received the correspondence, or you just go to the website and you'll see the, how you how you nominate a bull. So obviously, without bulls coming in this program, we don't have a program. So uh, very keen to, to get your nominations as soon as possible.
0: The last six months have seen astronomical prices across the sale yard and Angus producers have been the biggest winners. Record prices for commercial Angus females have continued to fall as beef producers focus on their herd rebuild on a breed they can trust. This demand for Angus females has been apparent right across the country. Western Australia kicked off the record-breaking year for Angus cattle at the Nutrien Livestock Mated Beef Female Sale at Bunya on January 7th. GW and J. Oliver, Kira and the Harris family, Treaton Lake, both reached a new joint national record for PTIC Angus heifers with their offerings making $4,100. The Harris family's seven heifers, PTIC to Sherilton and Black Market Genetics, were purchased by G&K Nicolau and Son. while the Oliver's six heifers, PTIC to Millamurra Genetics, were purchased by ND and BJ Holdsworth, Bridgetown. The Oliver family also recorded the second top price of the sale – when another pen of seven of their PTIC Angus heifers reached $4,000 when purchased by WARD AVOS PTY LTD. These results were tops of what was a fantastic run in the Western state, with Walser hosting 11 weekly sales, with Angus continuing to see big results week on week. Nutrient Ag Solutions Southwest Livestock Manager Peter Storch and the Western Regional Commercial Cattle Manager Peter Mahoney caught up with the podcast with a few words about that awesome result seen. It's
1: been a fantastic cattle selling season. Yeah, quality has been excellent. I think that's yeah. the other thing that needs to be highlighted. Yeah, uh, vendors have done well. Um, I think the diversity of the markets. Personally, as we've spoken about, whether it's live export. Um, restockers, feeders, Eastern States Inquiry, Eastern States Inquiry, across the board, the competition, the Bus worked well for us with it, getting cattle across the border, hasn't it, particularly with COVID? We were forced to do that through COVID, chain, and it worked a treat. Because COVID, we couldn't get anyone over here to buy from the East. And, and, and there's been a, a huge demand from the Eastern States, because it just hasn't stopped raining. So they've just continued to support us in the west every week you know not only at up but all sales yeah all our cattle sales yeah so it's been a fantastic year for for our vendors who produce top quality products for us to sell and market we've found new markets whilst we've been doing this and we're looking forward to to, to the future i think the big note is the qualities Improving year on year, as Paul. Could you would you like to make that statement? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think so, and I think you're, you're seeing that in the competitiveness with your, uh, across some of your your, your bull producers, your seed stock producers, Shane. I think um, uh, and and possibly that's where your competition's coming very strongly in the Angus. Any of the any of the Angus breeders are finding that they they're having to you know they have to be on top of their game too because the the competition through that brood now is, is just so intense.
0: The focus moved back to the eastern states with the Gloucester female sale in New South Wales, hosted by Gooch agencies, hitting a record high for commercial Angus cows with calves at $4,800 on February 12th. The 24 Angus cows with first and second calves were offered by the Denya family, Danelle Partnership, Balbora, and were purchased by Peter Madden, Malaco Farm, this record was equalled at the Ryland Premier Angus Breeder Sale at Gundagai on March 12th, when $4,800 was paid for a pen of 10 Angus heifers, 505 kg, and PTIC for a spring joining, with spring drop calves averaging 215 kilos, and caught the attention of top price buyers Peter and Narau Clout. In other big yarding results, some big sales were seen on the 5th of March when Karen Agriculture sold 1,344 PTIC Angus heifers on Auctions Plus to an average of $2,827. The heifers formed Australia's largest offering of AI-joint PTIC Angus heifers and were all joined to Millamara Angus Genetics. A top price of $3,050 was paid for two lots of 41 heifers and the sale grossed $3,798,900, with 100% clearance. Another significant sale for commercial Angus females was the Team Tamania online commercial female sale on March 5th, deemed its most successful sale, averaging $2,562 for 1,001 Tamania bloodline females. The sale, held online, topped at $4,300 for a pet of five cows with calves at foot, sold by vendor Fiona Conroy, New Leave Drysdale. In a perceived flow-on effect from the commercial prices and for much of the southern and eastern states coming off a favourable season, the seed stock results have been exceptional with clearances, averages and tops all consistently high achieving around the country. As per the bull sales statistics for registered Angus bulls sold at auction compiled by Angus Australia at the time of recording, The breed average across all states was 13,068 to date in 2021 for 60 recorded sales. Angus Australia reminds members if you haven't already to ensure your bull sale results are submitted to the society for inclusion in the bull sale statistics compiled for the breed. The Be Spectacular feedback trial was back in 2021 with a slightly different format as like most events over the last 12 months. This competition is based on real-life commercial settings and saw 48 exhibitors enter 84 teams and 420 steers into the competition. Angus Cattle shone through during the trial with highlights including the fact that each of the 10 Eating Quality Awards handed out went to teams of Angus Steers, with Baringa Pastoral Company taking out first place, reaching a MSA index of 6556 Kiamba Downs Partnership won reserve champion for feedlot performance, an overall reserve champion team, and Barfold Beef won champion carcass. Full Angus results for the competition are also available on the Angus Australia website. The Canberra Royal Cattle Show took place February 25th to 28th. Hillview Kigley Q18, a 23 month old bull exhibited by Danny and Debbie Hill, won the ultimate honour, taking out the Jason Sutherland Memorial Champion of Champions winner in the interbreed competition after being crowned the Supreme Champion Beef Breed Bull. Kigley had previously dominated the Angus Judging, where he was awarded Senior and Grand Champion Angus Bull, as well as Supreme Angus Exhibit. Grand Champion Angus Female went to Senior Champion Female Tatekiel Diamond Essence P39, exhibited by Christy Fuller Diamond Angus. Angus also had success in the jackpot competition, with PC Quicksilver Q63, exhibited by Pine Creek Angus, taking out the Bull Award. Full Angus results are available on the Angus Australia website. Angus youth member Ruby Canning was awarded champion in the junior judging competition, selected by overjudge Renee Keith. Ruby has a long involvement within the Angus youth program, having competed in a number of Angus youth roundups. Ruby also took part in the inaugural Gen Angus Future Leaders program and was recipient of the 2018 BFX and the 2019 ARCVAR Young Breed Leaders Workshop Scholarships. She's also a member of the Angus Youth Consultative Committee in which she provides consultation and representation on behalf of Angus Youth members and assists in providing ideas for youth-focused educational and extension activities for consideration within the Angus Australia Marketing, Communications and Youth Operational Plan. February also saw South Australian Angus Breeder Ron Cowley bestowed the Angus Australia Honorary Life Membership by President and Board Chairman Sam White in recognition for his contributions to the Angus Breed and Angus Australia. Mr Cowley has a long history with the Angus breed, spanning 64 years and a 30-year association with the society. In 1983, Mr Cowley and his wife Judy took over Rosalie Angus, the stud originally founded by the late Charles Cowley. Rosalie is one of the oldest Angus studs in South Australia and made history hosting the first on-property auction for Angus cattle in the state. Mr Cowley utilised the networks provided by showing his stud as an example of his industry-wide view of the Angus breed and the strength that the breed was beginning to present in the global meat industry. In 2005, Rosalie Angus was recognised by Angus Australia for 50 years of registered membership. Rosalie Angus continues on, currently owned and operated by Ron, Judy, Matthew and Julie Cowley. Mr Cowley has made several commitments to Angus Australia across his life, serving as both a committee member and executive of the South Australia State Committee, from 1983 to 2019 including time he served as vice chairman in 1987 and the chairman from 1988 to 1989. Mr Kelly also was a director on the Angus Australia board from 1988 to 1998 and has contributed to numerous other committees and subcommittees over the course of his involvement in the society. Angus Australia, proud supporters of Beef Australia 2021, taking place in Rockhampton, Queensland from May 2nd to 8th, 2021. Beef Australia is a celebration of all facets of the Australian beef industry, and Angus Australia will be involved during this world class event across a number of areas. I'm joined by Marketing and Communications Manager Di Wood, who is going to give us the rundown on Angus Australia at Beef. So, Di, where can attendees find Angus Australia at Beef? Well,
3: first and foremost, Angus Australia will once again have a trade stand at Beef Australia this year. Um, We'll be in the Durac Pavilion again across sites one to three. Angus Australia staff will be available on the stand for consultation during that time. So if anyone is out there looking to utilise the unlimited potential of Angus Genetics or wish to speak with Angus Australia staff about the products and services that we do offer, um, through the society please come and have a chat with us at any time uh, throughout the event and of course there'll also be a number of Angus Australian members and partners that'll have trade stands at Beef Australia so make sure you check out the program so you can go and visit them as well and we'll also have a number of members who'll be exhibiting Angus cattle at the event so we certainly encourage all of those visitors at Beef Australia to make sure they check out those breeders and members to discuss their breeding programs with them.
0: What other Angus-focused events can attendees look forward to? Well, of course, Angus cattle
3: judging first and foremost. Um, The judging of Angus cattle will take place on Tuesday, May the 4th from 8am. We've had almost 100 head of Angus cattle entered for uh, the stud cattle judging this year, so it's certainly going to be a great spectacle for the Angus breed.
0: And Angus Australia will be hosting a seminar at Beef. What can attendees expect from this event? This seminar
3: is called the Angus Influence from Performance to Profit. This will be taking place on Tuesday, May 4th from 1 to 1.30. So after the Angus judging, it's going to be a really great day for Angus breeders and those that are interested in Angus cattle. That'll be in the Lawson Room, which is located at Rockhampton State High School, just across the road from the showground. Uh, The seminar will traverse the supply chain, Uh, we'll be looking at profit drivers in beef cattle enterprises, production on-farm and performance in market. The seminar will focus on producer profitability, the opportunities for Angus use in the north and feature the experience of two producers implementing Angus Genetics into their operations. Uh, So the speakers we've got for this seminar, we've got Ian McLean from Bush Agribusiness, Uh, Sam Crowther, who's the Principal of Harrow Grazing uh, in central Queensland, where they utilise Angus genetics in their herd, Robert McKenzie, the founder and owner of Macca's Pastoral and Macca's Australian Black Angus Beef, a verified Black Angus Beef brand located in the New South Wales Hunter region, and our MC for the day will be Sam White, Angus Australia's current President.
0: Visitors to Beef Australia will also have the opportunity to dine on verified Black Angus Beef.
3: They certainly will. Um, There'll be a number of opportunities while we're up at Beef Australia. Um, Angus Australia proud sponsors of the Beef Industry Symposium Lunch, which is on Monday, May the 3rd. And Macca's Australian Black Angus Beef, which I mentioned before is a verified Angus Beef brand, will be supplying product for this lunch. So that'll be one great opportunity. Um, And then we've also got the Celebrity Chef Restaurant. Uh, This restaurant pairs some of Australia's best beef producers with chefs from across the country. And this is where we'll see product from verified black Angus beef brand Angus Reserve, which is produced by NH Foods, feature at the lunchtime on Monday, May the 3rd. The featured chefs for that lunchtime will include NH Foods Australia brand ambassador FastEd, who'll be joining Annalise Gregory and Duncan Welmergold to take attendees through the culinary delights. For more information on the Beef Australia program, I highly encourage people to visit either the Angus Australia website or the Beef Australia website.
0: And to finish the podcast today, we just have a couple of housekeeping notes. Coming up soon, we have the latest in our online information sessions, the Angus Connect Research and Development Update, Autumn 2021. Angus Australia invites all Angus commercial and seed stock breeders to an online event showcasing the latest research and development relating to Angus genetics. Angus Connect will be streamed online May 25th, 2021, so mark the date in the calendar now and keep an eye out on the Angus Australia website and social media channels for details regarding the online event. And that wraps up this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in. And don't forget, for all topics discussed in this episode, further information is available on the Angus Australia website. If you'd like to know more, make sure you jump online for further information. Alternatively, if there's any specific questions you have about any of the updates and changes at Angus Australia, don't hesitate to reach out to Angus Australia staff, as we're always here to help. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. And don't forget to let us know if there's anything in particular you want to hear from us in our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.